0: The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 128. The average American spends 23 hours a week emailing, texting, and using social media. That's 20% of the time that people are awake. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning.
1: I'll show you London afternoon.
0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who is back from the dead, the host of the Zero to Travel podcast, My good buddy Jason Moore. Jason, how you doing? Dude, it's so good to be back. It's great to hear your voice, see your face, and uh, yeah, just be back on the grid man. I'm doing really great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, especially now that we're able to get you back on the podcast. It's been almost two months. If you guys have just tuned into the podcast recently and you haven't listened to any of the back episodes, Jason was co-hosting with me for a while there. Then, as he mentioned, he went off the grid. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Jason, what's really cool about today's episode, too, is I think we are in about as extreme different environments as you could possibly get. I am sitting here in a bamboo hut. In Ubud, Bali, about 20 feet from a monkey forest, and it's sweltering hot. You're in a little bit different of a situation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in a cabin
1: in rural Norway about five hours north of Oslo, and it's snowing. There, There are definitely no monkeys here, Trav, although... We were cutting down a Christmas tree the other day and we did see some moose prints in the snow. So that was pretty exciting. No, no moose sightings yet, but we did see the hooves imprinted in the snow. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It pretty much, you know. To use a little pun, I guess we are in polar opposites here as far as the climate. Sorry, oh, so
0: man. good to have you back. You, uh, sp- Not even you, <laughs> just your puns. We're just happy to have your puns back. <laughs> it is pretty incredible. We're on other sides of the world. And one of the things, guys, what we're going to talk about in some of the shows that me and Jason did before, we delved into location independence. Both of us are location independent professionals now. We can work from wherever we want to work, whether that's a cabin in rural Norway, whether that's a co-working space here near a monkey forest. But one of the really difficult things that I found, especially recently, Jace, with location independence is the balance between work and life. And especially when you're in a new place, wanting to travel and getting out and see everything, but still having to do your work. And I'm not against working hard and putting hours in, but it's a very, very tough balance. And I know you struggle with that too, but- Recently, you decided to do something really cool and that was take a digital sabbatical. So today we want to unpack that. I want you to tell everyone, you know, everything about your digital sabbatical from how it went, why you decided to take it, what steps you were able to take in order to make it happen, you know, how you felt while you were doing it. Of course, you know, tips and tricks for people who want to do the same thing because like you, I now want to take a digital sabbatical. So, what is it like? I mean, just give us your general overall feeling after being away from the internet and basically not connected to the world for the last, what is it, a month and a half? Yeah, I mean, I did get on. I took a, a real strong break when I was. I went to Nepal
1: to go trekking. And let us just preface this whole conversation, Trav, by saying, you know, obviously, both of us, our number one goal with our podcasts are to try to provide value. So I hope if you're listening, you know, we're not just going to talk about my experience. I'm going to try to... I guess, share what I thought worked really well about this digital sabbatical and what maybe didn't. And then, you know, at some point, I think we all take an opportunity to get off the grid and kind of what that looks like. If you're thinking about you might do something like that coming up in 2015, I'll just share my opinion on what worked, what didn't. Maybe you can take you know, a la carte style, what works for you and, and, you know, leave the rest behind here on this, uh, on this MP3 or whatever, but, uh, hopefully we can provide some value here along the way. Yeah. I mean, Trav overall, a digital sabbatical and we'll just use that term because it's, it's obviously it's in the lexicon and it's, it's a popular term, but it it really is refreshing. And I, I you know, part of it is, I don't think you can really, assess or quantify the value of it, even right away. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, what what has come out of that? I feel like so much has come out of that idea-wise and creatively, yet, you know, some of those things still need to be created. And a lot of it's just, it's, it's hard to measure because it's not like when you sit down to do a project, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to write this blog post or whatever, and then it's done. You have this sense of completion. You did something. Taking a digital sabbatical is like the opposite of that. You're you're doing not something,
0: right? Right. You're, you're getting you're away. You're purposefully the getting away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I but think that's a really. Something comes out of that. Yeah, it, it really does. I want to back up really quick to. So people understand, we are going to have you back on the podcast, although you might not know it yet, but hey, I've now said it. So you're coming back. You are going to talk about your time in Nepal because you went trekking in Nepal and that was when you, you know, took a month and a half off. But can you talk about how the idea for the digital sabbatical came about because i know personally and i know a lot of people who are location independent i mean i'm scared you know if i'm a day without the internet like here in bali the internet's always cutting out i start to think oh my gosh what if this happens what if this and that's only for like a few hours so how did you (laughs) get the idea for the digital sabbatical what what started the whole process
1: yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. And just from what you said in the beginning, you said, we, you know, we're location-dependent, we can work from anywhere. That's true, but if we have a crappy internet connection, sometimes we can't work from everywhere, right? So, I mean, a couple of the things that led to it was, first of all, I was just getting burnt out. And that was something that I feel like, you know, if you're listening to this, that's just something... You can't explain, that's sort of an intuitive feeling where you're like, you know, I'm spending way too much time in front of the screen. And this is the irony of being location independent and just, you know, living this kind of lifestyle where you can, heck, or work from anywhere from my laptop, that's great, but then you have to spend time. In front of it, and then most people that are living this lifestyle are more motivated by, you know, less motivated by sitting in front of the screen and more motivated by travel and being out in the world and having experiences and just being a part of the world. And my background, you know, prior to getting into a lot of this online business stuff over the last few years, I was working in events. I wasn't really spending a lot of time. I never worked in a cubicle. I never sat in front of a computer all day. That was a very hard adjustment for me when I started about four years ago and, and getting more into this type of uh, lifestyle work. So I was just overdue, Trav. I mean, I, I had taken some short breaks. I love getting out into the wilderness and, and hiking. And, and it, was, it was almost forced digital sabbatical. I mean, I knew I was going tracking in Nepal. Obviously, there wouldn't be any internet. But I was really looking forward to that. And I took it a step further and just decided, well... I know when I get back to, you know, major town, I'll be able to get online and stuff like that. If I just don't bring my laptop, then I won't be able to open it. I won't be able to do stuff. And it was the best decision that I have made in a long time. And it was just, again, an intuitive feeling that something I just needed to, to get away.
0: And so you decided, you know, you're feeling burnout. I think a lot of us feel like that. I've been getting like that recently. You know, I'm trying, you you mentally are fatigued because you're trying When you're when you working on your own business, you're always trying, you're always on the front lines and you're always trying to figure out what's next and what to do. And like you said, you're always in front of the computer and it becomes very hard. I mean, it is a great lifestyle as we can attest to, but it also is very draining at times. So you're feeling burnout and you think, all right, I'm going to go trekking in Nepal. That's something I've always wanted to do. How did you then convince yourself that you could really do it? Because there have been times where I've thought, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a digital sabbatical. I even wrote in, I think, 2013. One of my New Year's resolutions for 2013 was to take seven days straight off from the internet, you know, a week long digital sabbatical. And I never did it. So a lot of people might think it sounds good and I think it sounds good, but how did you then convince yourself that you really could do it? I like to
1: ask myself one question. I I ask this uh, a lot of times at the end of the podcast. I just, you know, with anybody that's debating kind of different things and not sure what, what to do. And the question is, if not now, then when? That's a question I like to ask myself a lot. And then force myself to give an actual answer. Because if you try to answer the question, you say, well, when? Well, okay, let me try to put it on the calendar another time. I want to go trekking in Nepal. It's something I've been thinking about doing for a very long time. I have a big birthday coming up. So I'm like, I really want to do this. So I say, if not now, then when? Well, when? Like, When is a good time to leave and just not get things done it's and the answer to that of course is there's never a good time right Right. like you never feel like you have enough money there's never enough time you're never going to have like everything in order perfectly so when you're gone like everything runs perfectly i mean at least i can only speak for myself i mean maybe somebody like uh i don't know uh, richard branson or somebody can can leave virgin atlantic and i'm sure uh, it's a well-oiled machine you know machines are are getting a little... They need a little WD-40, Trav. Right, right. And I mean, and that, it's
0: funny too because we speak about Richard Branson who obviously has more on his plate than we do. And we say, oh, well, of course, it's well well the machine now. You know, he could step away. But obviously, he's built it up that way. And I think that's an important thing to look at too. How come he can pull himself away? Like, his company's A million times bigger than ours. He makes a million times more dollars. Well, more than a million times. You know, how how can he step away? Or and ask yourself, if he can, well then shouldn't I be able to do that as well? And I think you made a good point in the fact that you said it's there's never gonna be a good time. And I think convincing, it sounds like to me you said, you know, I convinced myself that I could do it just because I decided to do it. Like you booked tickets to Nepal and said, Okay, well, I'm going and I'm going without my laptop. And you probably I know you can let us know. I mean, leading up to that, were you scared? Like, were you pretty? I mean, you might have been ready to do it. But were you scared? Were you thinking I'm not ready to do this? Or it's it's going to be very hard? Or what if I miss out on these opportunities? How were you feeling leading up to the time when you actually took off?
1: Sure. Not uh pretty stressed to be honest with you. Well there were, were a couple things and and for, the first thing was actually I wanted to talk to to you because you know we had been collaborating, like you said, on the podcast, and we have a, a new project, a community we're launching called Location Indie. And locationindie.com.
0: Locationindie.com. That's right.
1: <laughs> and I didn't wanna a shameless plug, sorry about that. No, but that actually, you know, ties into what we're talking about because I didn't want to say, hey, I'm going to like totally just take off and travel, you know, take care of this and this while I'm gone. Uh, You know, I wanted, you know, the people that I work with closely and and that being you to to make sure you felt comfortable with the whole situation. So I know I talked to you about that and you were like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Like, I, I want to do that, too. And I'm like, right on. Well, this is like... When you, uh, launch a project with somebody, you know, this is one of the cool things is if you have a good partner that you can like lean on, you can, you can kind of take turns doing that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was, so.
0: I think I might have been as, as excited for you as you were because you were, you had some stress going on. I just was sitting back saying, man, he's so like, this is so amazing that he's going to get to go and do this. I was really pumped, especially because then I knew, Hey, now I'm going to get to pick his brain on how he did it because. I want to do it and I know I am going to have to, I know I'm going to have to do it in the future. I think almost everyone who leads this kind of lifestyle there has to be at some point a digital sabbatical cuz you really have to refresh your mind, which I'm sure we're going to talk about as one of your takeaways. And so then you you're talking about okay, you were prepping and planning, did you do as much work before? Like did you know The month before you were going to go, did you cram in basically two and a half months of work in a smaller (laughs) time frame, or did you just cut things out that weren't as important? Did you prioritize? I mean, how did you go about doing it? Because I try to do this in the, you know, per week sometimes, and I still get totally, you know, foggy and don't know how to prioritize. Yeah,
1: it's kind of what you said right in the beginning, which is cramming a lot of work at this small amount of time. And this is something that does not speak to, my ability to be productive you know ultra productive at all times uh, there's something called parkinson's law which essentially states that you know the the amount of time you'll spend on something is the time allotted for said task so if you're like anything like me and you're like oh i've you know you're back in high school you're like i got a book report and it's due in 2 weeks well then you know, two days before you start doing the research or whatever, you know, where I was uh, doing two days, you would have knocked it out in those two days rather than the two days right at the end. So, you know, it just forces you to, I guess, do a few things. I mean, there's, there's a couple big uh, lessons, I guess I would say I learned here. And that maybe if you're listening, you know, yeah, maybe you agree. Uh, one thing is forced automation, you know, it's, A business I have, it's like a BB marketplace, niche marketplace um, for the event industry. I I didn't have everything optimized for me to be able to step away and, and not field things because I was in the middle of a lot of stuff because it's essentially a brokering model. So what did this force me to do? I mean, it forced me to basically get my... You know what together, <laughs> and put in some systems where I could step aside and just say, "Hey, you no, know, probably nothing big is going to happen, but if it does, you know I can, I can stick in a couple people I trust that I know know this business, and they're going to be able to you know field inquiries and deal with customer service and all that type of stuff because i I didn't have that set up necessarily. I was kind of in the middle of everything, so forced automation was one of the benefits, although stressful at the time, it was one of those things where okay." You know, I may not be have it perfectly set up now, but because I was forced, kind of, in that month leading up to this sabbatical, to get sort of some of those things together that I've been putting off, I'm in a much better position coming into the new year to, to continue to add to that and just build on on those systems. And one of those things is. You know, I mean, I like to do creative work and podcasting and, you know, writing and and creating and stuff like that. So systems aren't always the sexiest thing. And I've warmed up to them over the last, I guess, I'd say six months because, man, systems are what allow you to, to go and live the lifestyle part. You know, so that's the part that I'm really working hard to try to get down. And I'd say a digital sabbatical really helps to force some automation and force you to put some systems in place that, you know, you may have otherwise put off for, for longer and you know, would have tied up more time than it had to.
0: And one of the things that entices me about the digital sabbatical is like you said, you kind of have to get your ducks in a row, uh, at least to some degree, before you go. So it's one of those things that, you know, there are plenty of things like you mentioned that, hey, I should do this. And in the long run, this would help my business because it would be automated or put people in place to do the job instead of me. It would remove me from the equation. You know, and that's kind of, I think a lot of times for people, that is the hardest part of building a business is removing yourself from the equation so that you're not the funnel, right? You're not the one where everything gets bunched up at and has to go through you. But it's hard to do when you can do it every day and you're just kind of treading water day to day by doing it. And then when you have to go away, like you mentioned, you put some systems in place. And that's really enticing to me. And I think for a lot of vocation independent people, you know, what I'm working towards trying to do is, hey, I'm going to work really hard for a month or two, you know, and I'm going to get everything and then I'm going to go away and be away from maybe not away from the internet totally, but I'm going to take a break for a little bit. I would much rather work hard for a specific amount of time and then be away from it rather than kind of just dilly dally through every day and and never have those breaks. But I think it's hard to do unless you sit down and say, hey, I bought my plane ticket. I'm going to Nepal. There's no other choice at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's something to that. I mean, forcing yourself into the situation, committing to it. You know, a lot of this stuff, Travis, you know, comes down to the mindset thing. And you know, one thing I was kind of thinking about beforehand, maybe I can't remember if I, maybe this is maybe more of a recent realization afterwards. Is that when I'm looking back on that time leading up to it, and I was stressed and a little overwhelmed, and you know, wanting to keep everything going, but at the same time. You know, it was great because there was a light at the end of the tunnel knowing I was going to take this, this break. And the whole time I was gone, I mean, I was gone for, you know, six weeks. I mean, I wasn't, I, I checked my email after I got off the trail and I did a little bit of stuff. So I'm not saying I, I didn't take like a full six week digital sabbatical, but I didn't bring my computer and for the first, three weeks, I would say I wasn't on at all, which is a long time for me, you know, and then after that, maybe it was like, you know, a couple times a week, I uh, I checked in on my business. And, and uh, so it was like a solid, you know, few weeks before I even got on. And, and then at the end, it was just really sparing. I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't feel the need like I normally did. It was really awesome. And not having my computer uh, just just really helped. But I feel like just to circle back where I started on this rant, the value I was providing was starting to diminish, you know, because I was getting burnt out. And I want to be at my peak when I'm when I'm giving, you know, whether it's, you know, hosting podcasts or uh creating something, business or something like that. I want to be at my peak as much as possible. And when I start to get burnt out, I feel like that that value I can provide is really starting to, to take a, a big drop. And I I needed the break, man. I mean, this is what life's about is, you know, I wanted to get out and I'm, I'm really into traveling and I don't want, I didn't want to say to myself, man, like I'm never, now that I'm running businesses online and stuff, I'm never going to be able to have like the pure travel experience again without the computer, without the work.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm missing. That's what I'm missing lately is that pure, I'm getting away. I'm going to travel. And you know, not we're not saying that we're going to do that all the time i mean there's no trust fund there's no jet setting around the world only to jet set around the world but as you mentioned it it is getting back to that pure travel idea at times and there are going to be ways to do it i think you made a really good point in the fact that a lot of times when we talk about oh we have our own business we're location independent you know you 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 look at it as so different from being in the cubicle and it is it's basically the exact opposite. But you forget that the feelings you have can be the same. Same as if you've been working in a cubicle, you're at a regular old job for five years, you start to get burnt out. You can get burnt out in this way too, and you can still just go through the motions. Whether it's sitting in a cubicle for a big company or working on your own company from the beach, there is a point where you just start going through the motions, even if it's for yourself and even if you love what you're doing. And when that happens, I think it's really important to realize it and it's really cool that you did realize it and said you know what's even the point of me doing this if i am just going through the motion some of the time why don't i take a refresher come back on fire and really just start hammering stuff out and really come up with these ideas that are going to be make big differences versus the day-to-day stuff
1: yeah, you know, I got a little inspiration too from, uh, and I know you met up with him in in Thailand. Dave Dean, he's he blogs at what's Dave doing dot com, but uh, he he went to Nepal uh, earlier this year and, and didn't bring his laptop. And you know, he's a Kiwi guy, so he's like, "Oh, mate, you know, you can't you can't bring your laptop," you know. <laughs> and uh, it was just comes back to the fact that I I don't want to not have that pure in the world. And not that I don't have any responsibilities, but just that, hey, let me just like experience travel, experience the world, you know, stay in a hostel and just talk to people and not have to feel like I have to write something or publish something. Let me just get everything set up as much as possible and knowing I'm going to leave. It's not going to be perfect, but, you know, it is what it is. And I just need this break to just kind of reconnect with the world, reconnect with travel for travel's sake and just just.
0: Well, just be, man. It's funny because you didn't even know this. I mean, you know me and Dave met up in Thailand, but he is actually one of the people that spurred me on. We were talking. We only talked for about an hour and a half there. And he just said, I am done with working and traveling. I will work because he's, he's he went to Burma and now I think he's in Taiwan. And he's taking like a month-long trip over the holidays. And he said, I'm not doing any work. And I looked at him like, oh my gosh, that must be so nice. And he just explained, he said, I do everything ahead of time. And then I just go and I'm traveling. And I just have had to do it. And for 10 years, he hasn't done that. So, you know, it's taken him a long time to come to this realization to get to that point. But just hearing him say it and then hearing you say it, it just makes sense. I mean, of course there's going to be times where we might be working and not at home in Philadelphia or something, but you know, I I feel pulled in so many directions when I'm sitting here in Uba like okay, why well, should go to the monkey forest today and I should go out on the scooter ride, but I have to get home and do a podcast. You know, and you're just in between two worlds so much that I think really trying to batch stuff is very, very important. I want you to tell us a little bit about, and you touched on it briefly a couple questions ago, what it was like to be removed from the digital world and work. You know, talk us through like the first couple days. Was there relief? Was there panic? Because you were away From any connection to the digital world. And this sounds crazy because there are still people out there without smartphones and computers who do this all the time. (laughs) And yet to me, I'm like, you were away for three (laughs) weeks with no internet. So talk us (laughs) through talk us through the first couple days. Did it get easier? Did it get harder? And and what really struck you about the fact that you were actually in the world and not in the digital world? No, that's, those are good questions.
1: And you're right. I mean, we're not, you know, we don't want to over dramatize this. I mean, this is, this is, you know, something that's, it's, again, anybody can do it. I'm glad you asked the question because it kind of goes back to what you said where you were having a hard time balancing. You know, you're like, should I go to the monkey forest? I got to do this, that, and the other. And you're torn in all these directions. And, you know speaking of monkey i mean there's a, like a zen buddhist uh idea that's uh, they call you you call your brain like a monkey mind right i'm monkey minding right now it's like your brain's going from one thing to the next to the next and you can't settle it down so something like meditation will do for you right it's just calming your mind but we could be i at least get monkey minds when i'm in the digital world and and i was getting really bad i i don't i don't know about ADD or anything like that. I'm not like saying I have it. I don't know. All I know is that I felt like I always felt a little bit overwhelmed and there was stuff to do. And I was jumping around a lot and I just had a hard time settling my mind, which is another reason why I needed the break. And, you know, when you first get away from it, you, you really start to notice as long as you're paying attention to how your mind works leading up to it. And then when you, st- you, you know, the first couple of days, you're just like, you obviously don't have the normal things around like the triggers that you might, that might uh, cause you to open your laptop or pull out your phone or whatever, you know, since you don't have it, it doesn't really exist as an option. So then you start noticing, like, look what I'm doing. You know, like you see like the cowboy in the movie that goes for his gun and like it got taken away or he forgot he lost it or something. (laughs) He's just so used to that reaction. You know, it's kind of the same thing. And,
0: I found that, I found that way when I was, when we were traveling and I didn't put a SIM card in my phone in one of the countries because we were only going to be there for like four days, right? And we'd be walking around, I think it was in Paris. We'd be walking around Paris and I just would pull out my phone and look at it and then think, what was I going to do? <laughs> like, I don't even remember, right. I don't even know why I pulled it out. It was just a habit of like, I'm pulling out my phone. I obviously was going to look something up. Like, there was something going through my head of like, I wonder how many tons an elephant weighs. And then, oh, I might as well look it up or something dumb. And I pulled out and I'd stare at it and I'd be like, what were you doing? And it was like four days. It was really interesting to see how many times I subconsciously did that action. And without even thinking about it. And uh, that monkey mining thing that you mentioned, I am like that all the time where I feel unsettled. (laughs) You know, I'm running from one idea to the next. And, you know, in like here in Bali, the internet goes out basically once a day at least, and you can't be on the internet. And I always am so happy, even though I could give that to (laughs) myself, but I'm so happy. I like pick up my book. I think I'm going to go sit by the pool and read because I can't do anything else, you know, or whatever. And, It's incredible. I don't know. We're just conditioned to be always on our phones, on our laptops. And when you don't have the option, as you mentioned, you really start to realize how much you use it subconsciously.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it reconditions you too. And I mean, one of the advantages of being in Norway is the only working phone I have for calls is my Norwegian phone. Nobody calls me on that. So I talk to people, like I'll talk to you or some of my other friends when I'm on Skype. And that's only when I'm in front of the computer. But when I'm out in the world, nobody can really call me. So that that's uh, that's like sort of like a quarter sabbatical, just being here, you know? So I'm a little worried about going to the States in a few months and and getting leashed. So I don't think I'm going to get a... I think I'm just going to get like a prepaid text plan or something just so I don't have to have a phone, uh, that, that rings, believe it or not, because you can get a Skype number now for, you know, 20 bucks or something. And yeah, if you spend $3 a month, you can make unlimited calls to the States. And, you know, Trav, I mean, so when you went out and you were reading a book, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where like, I mean, you tell me, I feel like before I left there and maybe I struggle with this, but like I felt like if I wasn't in front of the computer doing something like that, pushing my business forward in some way, then like I wasn't doing something of value. You felt guilty in, in a way.
0: You felt guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that way the reality a lot. Is, and it's right, it's but dumb. Like, you
1: reading a book. You reading a book is you're you're getting value out of that like you may be getting an idea or a story or something that you never would have done if you hadn't had that time it's like that's how i feel about it so i'm like i guess you know just talking with you right now and working through it that's another thing that came out of this is just realizing like how much value there is in just life
0: you know, yeah, it's so, it's so. I mean, we're talking, and like, like we mentioned before, it seems so odd because ten years ago, well, let's back up. Let's say fifteen years ago, people were not having this conversation because it wasn't possible to be on the internet. You could barely be on the internet, let alone be on the internet with any speeds. You know, it was something you might do for an hour a day. Um, and and now you know, now we're constantly on it. And I do think that that digital sabbatical has obviously helped shift your mind. You said the first couple of days were pretty eye opening because you were just out in the world and you were just doing whatever it is you were actually doing in that moment versus whatever someone else is doing on Facebook and you were reading about. Did it get easier to be away from things? Did it get harder as your three weeks kind of came, you know, as, as they dwindled? Were you looking forward to it? What were your feelings during the three weeks that you were disconnected from the, the internet completely? After a couple of days, I, I mean, I just completely let it
1: go. It, it didn't even, I, you know, the, the longer I went into it, the more I just didn't even think about it uh, that much really being on. Or uh, I thought about, you know, I wondered what, if the Eagles won or what the score to my fantasy football game was, you know, a couple small things, but the big things, you know, it was great. I, I, I freaking loved it, man, to be honest with you. And, you know, when we say digital sabbatical, it doesn't necessarily mean it was a work sabbatical. I just got to focus on, doing some of the work i love without the digital stuff getting in the way and what i mean by that is you know I, i'm into doing audio and podcasting and all that stuff so i was doing some recording on the trail i was interviewing our uh, our guide i was taking the sounds of the the villages we'd walk through and just doing some of that creative work that is just that's one of the reasons i love audio Trav, like you can you know you can take your recorder out and it's really non-intrusive as far as when you talk to people i mean they can much more easily they can get accustomed to a recorder being in front of their face or on a table than they can for uh, with like a camera on them for example because that can completely change their body language and then start people get self-conscious and there's there's a lot of psychology i think to like audio versus video and interviewing and stuff like that but just to be like okay cool i can just like be on the trail and i can still like do some recording and like share some of this stuff because that's what I'm really passionate about as you are and which is why I think we have we get along so well and have this partnership we want to like we want to inspire people to do the traveling they want to do and to share the things that you know, are out there that might, that people might find interesting as, as options, either places to go or, or ways to do it and all that type of stuff. Well, so. And,
0: and you were thinking big picture, right? Without these little digital tasks to, I guess, basically peck away at your brain, right? Like email, Twitter, Facebook, e- even some things that are bigger tasks than that. But you can't, you know, sometimes that big picture, you need space to really look at all right, what am I looking to accomplish? What are my dreams? What are my goals? What are my goals for my business, for my life? All this and that. So it's not like you just zoned out for three weeks. But as you mentioned, you just weren't getting bombarded with all the little stuff, which I think is, you know, those three weeks could have more of an effect on your direction in the next year, two years, five years than anything you could have done over those three weeks right here, then any email you would have gotten that you would have answered, then any inquiry you would have gotten about the event business, those three weeks could radically shift the direction that you're going or push you in the direction that you thought you wanted to go, but just make it more clarified.
1: You you just nailed it, man. I really couldn't have said it better. It's that's exactly it. And if you just wanna summarize that into one word, it's it's giving your, you know, headspace. Giving yourself yeah. space to
0: just uh, Get rid of that monkey and, brain or that monkey mind. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. I mean, I had I had a waterfall. I mean, I always get, a, you know, a waterfall cascading of ideas when I'm out walking in nature anyway. I mean, that's just something that really inspires me. And and that's sort of my meditation is like just getting out and taking a, a long hike or whatever. And then knowing, you know, I'm going to hike for two weeks into the mountains. That's like times that by a hundred. I mean, it's just the, the amount of ideas and inspiration I had and was able to just, I guess, take in from just being out in that place. And also gratitude. I mean, this is the big thing with traveling too, is, is you, you're you listening to this. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's your gratitude levels are amplified when you're traveling because you just like, oh my God, like look at things I sweat and the things I worry about. And, and people here in this village, like these kids just want to go to school or like they have one pair of clothes that they wear all the time and that's all they own, you know, and... It's just uh, yeah, when then when you give yourself space to kind of take that in and and really absorb it without like you said any of the digital distractions, I think it just adds you know layers and layers of gratitude that you like you said you can't you can't measure, and I agree I think this this is something that shouldn't be taken lightly in the sense that you know if you're like listening to this and this is resonating, you're like, oh, I could really use a break I mean I again, I have to go back to if not now, then when because. The effects of this, I think, are so much bigger than what you would have done during that time. I, I know this is realistic to like be able to do this all the time, because then we wouldn't have online businesses, right? But you know, give yourself that space. And I got to say, this is this is going to be at least a yearly thing for me, if not bi- yearly, because it's it's essential. It's just absolutely essential to not only pushing your business forward, just but just being. For me, just to be a human being and to be happy with my life. And this is one of the things I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, but this is one of the reasons I'm really excited about Location Indie. I mean, this is one of the things I was thinking about on the trail. It's like, you know, know, Facebook's great for, for what it is and to stay in touch and all that stuff. But, you know, if we're substituting like a community of people that are kind of with a similar uh, mindset and goals and, and want to be a part of something, you know, and understand challenges like this and, and understand what it's like, you know, going through the location pendant thing or being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, or trying to create stuff and not being sure if it's going to work and, and all these things that come with like doing this stuff. I mean, those are, those are my peeps, you know, those are like the people I want to spend time with. And if I'm going to be on the
0: You want to surround yourself with them. They want to surround themselves with you and with other people. I mean, it just – it really is like a snowball. When you find a few people that understand you, it's like – You are people are so much stronger together with groups of people that understand them versus everyone alone. Now I know that's cliche and people say and people hear that all the time, but it is so true, especially when you're doing something like building a business and you don't know what you're doing. You know, you I mean, you have an idea, you're going for it, but you've never done it. You know, this is your first time building certain businesses, it's my first time building certain businesses. When you have other people around that you can just confide in and say, I don't know what I'm doing, it's it's an incredible relief off you know it's like a monkey off your back there's that term again it must be because we're near the monkey forest or i'm near the monkey forest but it's a monkey <laughs> off your back and it's just like you believe that it can happen because you know there's other people there who are willing to help you and give you a safety net and mm-hmm. i just think you know like we, we mentioned we are going to launch this location in the um community we can talk more about that at the very end of the podcast and tell you guys how to do that but jace i do think One of the things that you mentioned as well was if this was resonating with someone and if it is resonating with someone and they think Jason did it, Travis says he's going to do it, I want to do it. What are some logical or practical or realistic tips and tricks that someone should know about taking a digital sabbatical? So someone's listening and they're thinking, I want to do that. I need to get away. Maybe it's five days. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a month, whatever it is talk about a few of the practical things you did that were able to get you there and that you think could help other people. Yeah, I
1: mean the first thing is relying on on your team and the network of people, or your friends, or your family, acquaintances, whoever is your inner circle, you know. And for business we got to talk about having a team and I got to give shout outs here to, to our team like Jenna, who does some of our design work and Tanya and Julia do our web stuff. And Chris, who does, edits our podcast and you know, all all these people make this whole thing possible. you know. And if you don't, if you have a, a business and you're at that point where you're like, okay, I'm trying to, to build it up when I, I want to add somebody in uh, you know, can, that can help me out with this these things while I'm gone. I mean, again, there's no good time to, to do it and it never seems like there's enough extra money but you kind of have to make it for for your sanity if you need that digital sabbatical so and if it's not a team you know it it could be just friends and family I mean people helping me out with a variety of things I had friends you know checking my mail or like checking my email and getting back and like really close friends in my you know that, that I went to school with that were like part of my business that were that we're helping out there. I mean, it's just, it's just really about involving the people around you and getting them to help out and just having that trust. So that's one thing. I mean, I guess I would say it's the big thing from, from a business standpoint, just from a life standpoint too, you know, ask for a little help. And, you know, if you got bills to pay or different things that are going on, I mean, be sure, there's a, a good friend or a family member or somebody that's willing to help you out while you're gone. Um, and then the second thing would be systems. I mean, I guess going back to the teamwork and, and systems here, you know, Ethan, a good friend of mine and, and yours that, uh, is in my mastermind group. He can find his world. He's, he built a tiny house. So he's got a tiny house thing and he's, he's the cloud coach and he knows all this tech stuff and he recommended LastPass, which is, uh, basically allows you to share your passwords uh, and and you can, you know, share the password so the person knows it, or you can share it and they won't know the password, but they are able to log into your stuff. So that's a really handy tool just from a really practical standpoint on the digital side. If you need somebody to say, go into your email and do something or, or go in and, and I don't know, do any task really in your bank or whatever. I mean, you know, that's a way you can share a password without like having to share the password, if
0: yeah, that makes that, sense. That's so. a great that's a great tool that you mentioned is is just allow knowing that if something really went wrong, something went wrong with your banking, something went wrong you know, with your website, that someone could go in and at least attempt to fix it or be there on the ground. I mean, chances are something isn't going to go drastically wrong. But I did that when I moved to Japan and I signed a uh, power of attorney over to my mom for my bank account, right? Because she was going to be in America. If something really happened, she could go in, she could do all this stuff. And I think that, again, I would have never thought to do that had I not said, well, I'm going away for two years. Someone better be able to handle this, right? And I think yeah. that it, it kind of forces your hand a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's a great example. I mean, I think until you go away, you, uh, sometimes I don't think even anybody realizes what's actually possible remotely. You know, I, I, I have a place in Boulder, Colorado, and I want to refinance it. And I was in Norway. And, you know, same kind of thing. I just turned over the, the rights, you know, sort of power of attorney type of thing to a buddy of mine who went and signed the papers for me it's stuff like that, that you would think like, oh, I can't do that. Like, there's no way I got to be here for this. You know, I can't miss it. You, you'd you be surprised when you start looking to some of these things that there are solutions digitally or, you know, even in person, like you said, being able to turn over power, turning whatever, where like, I feel like you can get almost everything done without being there in, in a way. You know, if, there, if there's a will, there's a way, I mean, I'm sure there's something that's like, it's just not possible. I get it. Well, then you have to push off your sabbatical or whatever. But
0: yeah, most things are going to be easy to do when you're, or you can set up systems in place. So your, your real life, logical tips, obviously rely on the people around you, whether that be your worker, coworkers, family, friends, second Put some systems in place that you've probably been meaning to put in place before, but you haven't got around to because you haven't been forced to do it. And third, Jace, I think we should say, just book yourself a ticket or book it or or put it on the calendar, right? Like say, I'm going here and this is my digital sabbatical and make and tell other people, maybe tell your spouse or tell someone who's close to you or tell someone who's going to be traveling with you so that they can hold you accountable for that, right? And say like, put that phone away Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah, you
1: know, it's funny. I was working on some of the stuff for Location. And I guess we'll talk about that at the end. But I was writing some of the stuff. And one of the things I realized yesterday was that you know that's going to be a huge part of this is just the, the on the accountability side is just a place to to make your goals and like your intentions public because as you and i have both talked about just through our experience when you you know make something public and you don't have to join an online community to do this i mean like you said just telling your friends or family like i'm doing this or putting it on facebook as their status update like hey i'm going to spain this summer or whatever you know it like it makes it a real thing you know and that's 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 really important. Um, another thing, I guess I'll add. I, I probably, I'm, I'm guessing, we we'll be wrapping this up soon. Is I underestimated the value of, of something. I, I kind of rediscovered a a new joy during this digital sabbatical. Actually, it was a former joy, but something that I realized I missed, and that was just putting pen to paper. You know, I think I would. Really, just tend to like get in front of the laptop, and it, even if you want to do some writing or something, it's like, okay, you know, here's this blank Word document, and the blinking cursor, and I'm like, where do I start? And you know, I, I just had a notebook with me, and I I filled a whole notebook really, really quite easily. And yeah, maybe it's not going to be easy to go to go through, uh, and and pick up those ideas, but it was very easy to just fill a notebook with you know ideas and outlines and and different. Little tidbit of things that I wanted to do or just thoughts and like, you know, go overseas, be an you know, old school style, buy a journal and, and just write whatever in it or buy a notebook and just fill it up and putting pen to paper was really uh, something that I realized I missed and Really an essential part of my creative process that I'm gonna re implement into some other stuff that I'm working on.
0: Yeah, and it can be super relaxing as well. I mean, I don't usually feel myself relaxed when I'm typing, even if I'm in the zone, but if I'm writing, it can just mellow you out. It is kind of like for me, somewhat of a form of meditation at times. So overall, Jace, digital sabbatical. Yay, nay, one thumb up, two thumbs up, two thumbs down. I, I have a feeling what you're gonna say, but what was your experience <laughs> overall compared to what you thought it was gonna be? Let's let's put it that way. That's a good way to put it. I mean, obviously, I think two big thumbs up.
1: I again I think it's I think it's just one of those things where it's it's you can't try to assess the value of it beforehand. I, I feel like this with a lot of things. You know, when we start getting expectations it's not like I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. It's just that I kind of want to experience the reality of whatever comes out of whatever I'm doing, you know? So to to have goals, I think is good. But when you're coming, when you're talking about something like a digital sabbatical or like a long walk in the woods or something like that, I think it's good to just go and just experience it and not have any gaining idea of what it's, what's going to come out of it. I think like, you will find that a ton will come out of it. But you might not even know, like you said, what that is. That Some of that might not even come out for two years from now, you know, right. that right. something yeah. happens. I mean, I, I don't really know. It's just really hard to, you know, we don't have to quantify everything. It's just, I think, one of those intuitive things where it's like, you know, feel like you need this, you know, just like you said, book the ticket or, or book a cabin somewhere, you know, even if you're just doing a staycation type of thing, like book a cabin somewhere where there's no internet and just do it. And you know, it took it took a good two days, I feel like, to settle my mind and to get into it. So I would recommend at least a week, uh, you know, or more. I wouldn't go just top two days I don't think is really enough. But, you know, and then I know some people have a policy where they they do it like once a week. And I don't think that's a bad policy at all. I think it's really a good way to hit the refresh button. So big thumbs up on digital sabbaticals.
0: <laughs> awesome. And guys, I mean, if this is resonating with you at all, it is certainly resonating with me. I was, I knew I wanted to have Jason come on and talk about his digital sabbatical when he first told me he was taking it. And so I'm really excited that we we did get to dig into it a little bit. If it is resonating with you and you think that you might want to do it, you know, let us know in the comments in the show notes. Me and Jason will be there to like cheer you on or give you practical advice or anything like that. You can get to the show notes, extra pack of peanuts slash digital sabbatical. And if you you know, even if you're just if you're gonna do it and we help push you over the edge to doing it. We'd love to hear about that. Tell us where you're going. Tell us how long it's going to be. Then of course, check back in. Tell us how your experience was because I'm very jealous, Jace. I know that I need to have one at some point coming up. And so I'm going to fairly soon. I'm not ready to actually put it on the calendar right now because I'd have to look at a calendar in order to do that. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'll be announcing on the podcast, I'm sure, but there has to be a digital sabbatical in my future maybe after we launch Location Indie. And we'll talk about that just for a second. We we mentioned it in the podcast, but it's a project that Jason and I are doing together. It's locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E.com. And it's basically for people who want To become location independent or who are location independent and want a community of like-minded people to bounce ideas off of, to share with, to help each other, just basically where we can all grow together. So right now there's a landing page up. You can put your email in there. Jason, you talked to the designers yesterday. We think the site's going to be built out fully within the next week, right? Like there, it might be ready to launch by January, -January. (laughs) mid-January. Yeah, I think that's that's the goal, and you and I are going to be getting together
1: when we reconvene in in Philly. So if anybody's listening to this and, and they happen to be in Philly, and we happen to be there, you know, let us know. We'll uh, come grab a coffee with us or something. But yeah, we'll um we're gonna we're shooting for I I should probably say a date just so like you said getting it on the books, but uh you know some of it's part of the development and and everything like that. So it's it's getting there, man. I'm I'm really excited about it. It's just like you said, it's it's getting around your peeps and, and helping each other out and, and pushing, helping each other, everybody helping each other push everybody's stuff forward and right. do the things they want to do. So.
0: Yeah. And so right now, if, if you want to get on the email list so you know when it is going to launch, we're looking at January 3rd, which is my birthday. So we're hoping that we can get it launched by then. But in the meantime, you can go to locationindy.com, put your email in there. You'll get emails from us. Keeping you abreast of what's going on. And, um, you know, you can be some of the first people to sign up then and come in in our first wave. We're really, really excited about going to be a huge project, going to be a lot of fun. I may need a digital sabbatical after that. So I will be going to Burma, Istanbul and Burma, Jay. So maybe I'll just swear Ah. off the internet for those, uh, those two weeks. We'll see.
1: Well, man, we're going to have to do the reverse on the Zero Travel podcast and hear about your digital sabbatical experience. And um, I definitely want to hear about Burma. That's a place I've I've never been. And also Bali. So we need to, I need to I need to pick yeah, your on that. Let's so flip like flip
0: rolls here at some point. I'll come on. Um, if you guys <laughs> are looking for more awesome travel podcasts, you know right now through December doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So if you don't get your fill with those three plus all the stuff we have in the archives, head on over to Jason's podcast zero to travel.com. Some amazing guests on there. Jason, congratulations I should say. Actually today just hit number 1, the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes for today. So I'm in good company now that you're up there with me. <laughs> yeah. You are too kind, my friend. So um, I really appreciate I it, Jace. Man, thanks for coming on and uh, and as always, you know, thank you for for taking the time to come on and returning safely home to us. That's very important. Oh, safely oh, home man. to New York.
1: Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. And it's always an honor and a privilege. And I love just being back and getting the chance to chat.
0: And uh, yeah, man, look forward to seeing you here in a few weeks too. Awesome, and guys, thanks for tuning in today, and as always, happy free travels.